Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. This year, Spider-Man finally joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Spider-Man Homecoming. But 15 years ago, the friendly neighborhood webhead hit the big screen for the first time ever. Introducing Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. Starting with Sam Raimi's web-slinging debut, we discuss everything from genetically engineered super spiders to wall-crawling heroics. Join us as we navigate the great power and great responsibility behind every single minute of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider-Man Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Bueller. 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 everybody to ferris bueller's minute off the fan podcast where we overanalyze the john hughes classic ferris bueller's day off one minute at a time i'm gary roby and i'm victoria laguna and we have scott corelli with us from dueling genre productions one more time welcome back scott ferris bueller you're my hero <laughs> <laughs> save it that is so long from That's, now you know, he does kind of say it that way like you're my hero like you very like almost like nasally mm-hmm mm-hmm I'm, I'm excited to get to that. That'll be a fun minute. Uh, we're not there yet. That's so close <laughs> to the end of the movie. I think uh, I think we've already booked our guest for that minute, though. I'm pretty sure. That'll be fun. Today, today we're talking about minute 17. Uh, minute 17 starts with Ferris giving Cameron an ultimatum, and it ends with Cameron sitting in his car, debating about whether or not he should go out. <laughs> I really like... The next couple minutes. Uh, I identify with Cameron so hard. Uh, I, mean, I think a lot of people do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so so yesterday ended with, with Ferris putting his dad on hold. And so he, he re- goes back to the phone call with Cameron. And he says, Cameron, it's my dad. And I, I really like how Cameron goes, oh, great. Like the, the way his head bobs and everything. Just the whole affectation of it. Uh Oh, great. Keep me out of it. The the keep me out of it thing is such a weird moment because what does he think Ferris is going to do? Like, I, I'm going to go back to my dad. I'm sick. I, also, Cameron is. And he's here, too. I Like, what? What what is he? What can he possibly, uh, like, drag Cameron into with his dad? dad like what like what what is the situation that cameron is imagining in his head in the script in the script i think this is ferris is this is my least favorite ferris moment Mm. uh ferris scams his father into telling him okay so so he brings up these like savings bonds that his dad got him for christmas basically Mm -hmm. and then he convinces his father to tell him where they are and and that's how they fund their whole trip, uh, right? Um, and uh, and so he tells he tells Cameron in the script like, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to get some money out of my dad or something to that effect. And I, I think that might be a remnant of that the like keep like, me, keep out, me of out, out of that. Like yeah. I don't want any part in like your shenanigans to to acquire money for uh, for, for your trip today. Maybe that's the only way that I can make that line. There's certain lines like 
things like that. that I'm like, okay, I think this might be a remnant mm-hmm. of that like original draft or of that shooting draft. But they 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 cut you know of course all that out, which I like because I don't like the idea of of Cameron basically like steal or no of of Ferris basically like stealing from his his parents today, like going and like mm-hmm. digging old savings bonds out of his dad's shoebox in his closet in order to like that's something that's eventually going to come back to bite him in the ass. Like I don't know, I don't know. It's it's I'm more inclined to like to think that Ferris is just so good at getting away with everything that like people just like give him things. They're just like treating him. Like I don't, we don't ever see him pay for anything. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cause again, it makes him that fable hero. And mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I like about it is that he's so popular that it, that's a superpower is that he's popular and that everybody yeah. likes him. Uh, and, and that's, that's, it's sort of like, this is a weird comparison, but it's sort of like Ferris Bueller is uh, is Bruce Willis in Unbreakable, and Rooney is Mr. Glass. Like, <laughs> like it's it's very much that he's he's just born popular. It's his superpower, and and you know, there the anyone who realizes that he's sort of like taking advantage or sees what he's doing is taking advantage of people um, ends up sort of paying the price for it and kind of becoming a villain. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, As soon as you said born popular, my brain went right back to Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Like literally he just walks into Hogwarts and everyone knows his name. And, right. and the staff adjust for him. Like he's on the team as a first year, even though first years aren't allowed to play for the house teams because he's Harry Potter. Like, why are you going to deny him? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that sends a bad message. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Uh, I do like, I do like, um, I do like, the, I'm, I'm glad that that got cut out of the script, honestly. Mm-hmm. But then we cut back to the conversation. So he he his dad said, were you sleeping? And he said, uh, can you hold on for a second? And then he picks the phone back up and says, all of this talking is making me lightheaded. And we just shut down the conversation completely. <laughs> but they didn't even have a conversation. Like they didn't all of what talking. All you said was, uh, can you hold on? Mm-hmm. That's what makes the line so funny is that it's. Like all this talking and there is no talking. Like no. that's what makes it funny is that he just said, hello. Oh, darn. I thought I was improving. Can yeah. you hold on? All this talking is making me tired. <laughs> like that's, that's so funny. Like, I, I don't know. There's, there's something about that, that mm-hmm. I, I just, I really love the exaggeration of that moment. I think it's really good. And his and his dad totally goes with it. He's like, "Oh, like my son is sick. I should give him some good advice. Uh, take a hot bath and then wrap a hot towel around your head." It's like, what? If I've if, never heard that before. If Ferris has like the flu or something like that, wrapping a hot towel around your head is a terrible idea. And uh, this particular moment, like this advice that that Tom gives Ferris. Uh, is a moment again we're going to keep going back and forth on this is a moment that's not in the script mm-hmm. that was developed by uh john hughes and lyman ward on the day that they were shooting this they're like okay like what's the worst advice you could give a kid when he's sick wrap a hot towel around your head 
And so he gets this sort of like, you know, he wants to help. He wants his son to feel better. He wants to like impart some advice, but he doesn't really have that wisdom. Like he doesn't know what he should say. So it's just, this is the first thing that pops in his head. Like wrap a hot towel around your head and then make yourself some soup. It's all the hot things. If he's got a, he doesn't have a fever. So we're going to hot shower, hot towel, hot soup. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't, I don't think that's the best way to treat a cold or whatever it is he's got. They think he's got, what do they think he's got? Just, oh, he just doesn't feel well today. I I just, I I love the way that, uh, that Matthew Broderick repeats the, Wrap a hot towel around my head. He's like, like, "Are you sure that's like?" It's... There's definitely a question mark yeah, I don't at the know. end uh-huh. of him saying it. Like, like really? When yeah. I when I wrote it in my notes, I wrote it with the question mark. Wrap a hot towel around yeah. my head. Yeah, because he's just he's like, what, r- really? Like, I, I, okay, are, like are he. You sure? It's the moment that he sort of breaks character in the mm-hmm. phone call because he's like that. Like he's. It almost seems like he's trying not to laugh. Like, my dad's a dork. Like, he's just, like, what is he talking about? You know, that thing where you have, like, parents where you're just, like, you, you just laugh at, like, how <laughs> kind of, like, dorky and parenty they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's, that's what this that moment. moment is. It's oh, just absolutely. like, oh, man, my dad's such a dork. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then the conversation kind of wraps up from that. So he just says, hey, Ferris. Oh, he does this. I, I made a note. When he says, hey, Ferris, he goes, love you, pal. And he does this, like, knocking motion with his hand. I'm just like, what is what is this thing that he's doing? He, like, punches the air a little bit. Like, he's like, I feel, yeah. Like, you've never been on the phone and made, like, actions with your hand, even though people can't see you. Oh, I always you. talk with my hands. I, I feel d- like he's doing, like, that thing that you would do to another to, no, to another guy where you kind of give him that fake punch in the shoulder, like, pal. Oh. Like, like yeah, I think he's like he's love you, like, pal. Yeah, I think he's doing that. Maybe, maybe. like he's it actually is that there. Kind of gesture. Yeah, that's what I think. I I, I just li- I like the I like the physicality of it. I like I I really like the phone calls in this movie. I can't think of another movie where they they do like multiple phone conversations and phone gags as effectively as they do in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, really like I also I. There's something really uh, genuine about everyone's body language on the phone calls as well. Um, the way that, like, the <laughs> I forgot what show I was on. I almost called him Harry Potter. Uh, the the <laughs> way that 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 Ferris does that weird thing where he sticks his thumb on his forehead and swipes mm-hmm. it through his hair, like. Just, just like the you, you're just trying to do something with your hands while you're on the phone, mm-hmm. um, and and the way that Cameron is like hunkered over, hunkered over, like hunched over when he's on the speakerphone. Yeah, like it's just it's just little body language things that I'm like, yeah, that's what you look like when you're on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like they don't natural. try to look right. Yeah, they don't. They, it is very natural. Like they don't try mm-hmm. to it's not like Hollywood phone calls. It's, it's very much uh, like a very naturalistic approach to all of this. It's, yeah. It's good. I like that a lot. John Hughes mentions that uh, when they're doing a lot of these phone conversations, he's usually the one on the other line. And so it's not just like them talking into a phone. that's just like buzzing in their ears, not connected to anything. Like there's an actual conversation that's happening between the two of them. So mm-hmm. they have like someone to act against, uh, even if they're sitting alone in the room. That like. reminds me of um, one of my uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, like the, all, all well the Scream movies, but specifically the first one. Uh, when they when they did the you know the very famous phone calls uh, in those movies, 
um, they had the guy who was doing the voice, the the scream ghost face voice. Mm -hmm. They had him on the call with everyone in the scenes, but they had no idea what that guy looked like. So they didn't know who was cast or who was playing that part. They just got a phone call from this guy playing the part. That's fascinating. And so, yeah, so it made everything like more real for the for the actors. It was uh, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, I think stuff like that is like really really effective, and it it does bring out this more natural sort of behavior uh, because it is natural conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not just them like waiting for dead air and then doing the next line like. In mm-hmm. the script, just because it's what they're mm-hmm. supposed to say, um, the back and forth I think really adds to the to that element of it, which it, which I like. Um, let's I, we forgot to wrap up the Cameron conversation. I want to get back to there's a particular line of dialogue between the two of them I want to talk about. But for, before we get there, since we're talking about Tom, um, I I like how genuine the two of them are. Like especially when he responds, like his dad says, like, I love you, pal. And he says, I love you too. And it's this very, like, there's a lot of heart in it. It's not like he's just, his dad isn't just some fool for him to con and, and he can just go have his yeah, day. Like his he dad. generally does. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like, I, I really like the relationship that Ferris has with his family members. We did have some weird lines of dialogue in the beginning of the movie when he was like, you two are very special people. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is a really like, honest moment and i like it like it really comes across that way which i which i which i Mm -hmm. enjoy when he and cameron were getting off the phone he told cameron uh if you're not over here in 15 minutes you can find a new best friend and and cameron's response to that i think the like uh you've been saying that since the fifth grade is such a like glimpse into what their friendship has been like growing up like this whole time like Mm -hmm. ferris is so used to getting his way that he tries to do this like power play and cameron knows that like he if he wants to stand his ground he could stand his ground the trouble that cameron has is that he doesn't always put he he puts his foot down and then he he backs away but he's right at the end of the movie when he says like it is possible to stop the great ferris bueller because like right here he's like you've been saying that since the fifth grade like that's not that's an empty threat Oh, see, I, I, that's funny. Cause I don't, I don't take that that way. I, no? I think it's a joke about Cameron. I, I, I think that him saying, you've been saying that since the third grade, but they're still best friends means that it always works. Yeah. That Cameron, uh, the Cameron tends to fold. Yeah. Mm. And that's, and that's why, like, you've been saying that since the, th- since the third grade. Yeah. Well, it works. So <laughs> like we're still best friends. So obviously it works. I, I think, I think it, I think it shows a lot of that kind of dynamic between the two of them where there is this sort of, uh, I think Cameron, yeah, you're like, I think Cameron generally does like having a friend like Ferris around. And so even though mm-hmm. he grates him, he's just like along for the ride with it. It's also, I think, important to point out, and I don't know uh, what all you guys talked about last week, but I think it's important to point out that Ferris Bueller could be best friends with anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And the person that he's best friends with is the guy who doesn't go in on his bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. He's the... He's the only guy who sees through it. He doesn't, you know, like even even the line that I quoted earlier, he's making fun of Ferris. Um, it's this is the only guy that 
sees Ferris as like the actual human being and not mm-hmm. as the folk hero. And that's the guy that, that Ferris chooses to be best friends with, which says a lot about Ferris, I think, mm-hmm. and about what he looks for in people that he wants to be close to. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about Sloan when we get to Sloan. Oh my gosh. Uh, I do. I do really mm-hmm. like the people that uh, that Cameron has. No, that why do I keep saying Cameron? Cam- Cameron Fry's day off. Um, that Ferris has in his like in her inner circle. They are people that that treat him more like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, the human being, like you're saying, than like Ferris Bueller, the the icon, the the force of nature that that he sort mm-hmm. of becomes to everybody else. I I admire that in them. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do we have for this minute? Do we have any more? Oh, yeah, we do have more. We I'm so disappointed Cameron. in Cameron. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, we get another fourth wall break. Yeah. 20 bucks says he's sitting in his car debating about whether or not he should go out. And then we cut to Cameron. That's exactly what he's doing. Uh, sitting in his car. Debating, debating whether, about he whether or not he should go out. I have done this so many times. Just like someone inviting me to this party that I didn't want to go to, but like people are at it and they're like, Oh, you should come out. Like, it'd be cool to see you. And I'm just like, I don't feel like going and I'm sitting in my car and I'm just like, I could come up with some excuse to not go Uh huh. today in the world of cell phones. It's easy to come up with some reason and just like oh, text yeah. somebody like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make it because this thing happened. But like Cameron can't do that. Do he that. can't, yeah. He can't call option. Ferris back and be like, no, I really don't feel well. I'm not coming. Like, he has no choice but to go or not. Mm-hmm. And so he he really, really wrestles with it in the next two minutes. I've done this so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's th- this is this is uh, just the most. And it's so funny because like even, you know, when I watched this as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is a really funny scene. But then when you watch it now as an adult, having been Cameron Mm -hmm. so many times in this exact situation, you're just like, oh, man, I feel you, buddy. Mm -hmm. I feel you. (laughs) He he, he even like tries to convince himself. He's like, "Okay, like this is ridiculous. I'll go. Yeah, he's got to hype himself up. And then, of course, it doesn't it doesn't entirely work. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. But. Oh my god! I have yeah, I have absolutely been Cameron here, sitting in the car, just like wrestling with myself over like whether or not I'm going to do something or go somewhere that I don't, I don't think that I want to go, right? I've been there have been parties that I've abandoned going to where I knew that like if I had gone and spent the time with these friends, I probably would have had a good time, but like I'm just wrestling with myself over it because I, in the moment, I don't want to go, and it's just like, I don't know. It's so it's so complicated he we get cut off in the middle of his series of i'll goes we only get two of them in this minute and then it stops we'll get more of we'll get more of cameron Mm -hmm. in the car tomorrow which i like uh in the script i had a note about um we see this bit i guess it would technically come tomorrow we see this bit of him sitting in the car and then we cut back to ferris and ferris adds He'll be doing that for the next, like, 30 minutes or so. He just knows. He just knows that Cameron's going to, like, take his time to wrestle with this before he finally shows up. Okay. We'll get more of Cameron in the car tomorrow. I already said that. So, uh, 
I think that means that I'm done. I'm, I think I'm done all my notes. I've exhausted all my notes. How do you guys feel? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. Everybody, you can find us, of course, at DuelingGenre.com. Uh, you can look up all of our shows on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. We would really appreciate that. It helps people find the show. And uh, come back tomorrow to talk about Minute... I almost forgot what Minute is. Minute 18. Great. Minute 18. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh.